Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Adams and this is the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. This show is for busy people who want to learn more about personal finance. We cover a wide range of topics like credit, debt, investing, real estate, business, taxes, insurance, money management strategies, and lots more. I'm super glad to have you with me. Thanks so much for downloading the show and spending a little time here. Before we get started, I have a couple of quick announcements. You might know that Money Girl is part of a network of podcasters, and one of them, The Nutrition Diva, hosted by Monica Reinagle, just reached her 500th episode. I know what a huge milestone that is. So on behalf of the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, a big, big congratulations to Monica. If you want to learn more about nutrition, don't miss her podcast. The Nutrition Diva podcast comes out every Wednesday, and you can also follow along on Twitter at Nutrition Diva. And one more thing that I'm so excited to tell you, my new book, Debt-Free Blueprint is finally available for pre-order. I've been working on this book for over a year. So to reward early bird buyers, I'm offering a huge bundle of bonus gifts that are worth over $350, but they're only available for a limited time. If you stick with me at the end of the show, I'll tell you more about the free giveaways and how to get them. Today's topic was inspired by a Money Girl listener named Robin M. She says, I'm single and 38 years old with annual income about $80,000 and a net worth just over $100,000. I pay off my credit cards each month and I have retirement savings. I have emergency savings and various types of insurance. But I still have anxiety about money and worry that I won't have enough to retire or to weather an emergency. I'm not sure if this anxiety is due to my upbringing or if I'm actually not doing well. How do I gauge my finances and know if I'm doing all right? Robin, thank you so much for sending in this great question. Many people feel uncertain about the health of their finances, so I'm glad that you brought this up. And I'd say that no matter how much you earn, It's not uncommon to feel anxious about your future 
or anxious about how your finances stack up to other people. So in this podcast, I'm going to review five ratios that can help you gauge your financial health objectively. Calculating these ratios is a really simple exercise that can not only put you in touch with where your finances are right now, but watching them over time gives you the ability to easily see if your finances are moving in the right direction or if they need some help. So this show is very important for anyone who wants to give their finances a checkup. If you're somebody who's like Robin and you're just not sure if you're doing the right things or not sure if you have the right goals in place for success, definitely follow along with me. I'm going to make it really easy. The math on these ratios and formulas is really super simple. This is episode number 567 called Anxious About Money? Five Ratios That Reveal Your Financial Health. Since everyone's financial situation and goals are different, there really isn't just one absolute way to measure your financial health. However, I will say that calculating and monitoring certain ratios and formulas is a good way to know if your finances are improving. It's an objective way to look at your money, and I think it can definitely help you make better financial decisions. So we're going to cover five key formulas to help you assess your finances and to pinpoint areas that may need improvement. Now, these are not the only five financial formulas that exist. There are probably hundreds of personal finance formulas that you could look at, But the five that we're going to cover today are the ones that I think are the most important and can really give you the most insight into your financial situation. So the first formula is net worth. Net worth isn't a ratio per se, but it's an important formula to watch because it reveals your true financial resources at a given point in time. Your net worth is a very simple formula. It equals your total assets minus your total liability. So again, net worth equals assets minus liabilities. Let me give you an example. If you own a total of $250,000 in assets, and you have $200,000 in debts, your net worth is the difference, or $50,000. And for many people, especially if you're just starting out, you might owe more than you own, and that will make your net worth negative. So your goal is definitely to bring your net worth from a negative number into a positive number. And if you've got a negative net worth, you know, don't get too upset about it. It just shows that you've got some work to do to bring it into the positive. Tracking your net worth from year to year is something that I recommend everybody do. I do this. I try to do it every January, right after the new year, flips the calendar. I try to look at my net worth and update all of my accounts and liabilities. That really helps me stay focused on building wealth because it comes down to either increasing your assets shrinking your liabilities or doing both, ideally. So while there's no magic net worth number that you should have, I'm going to give you a rough guideline, and it's also a pretty ambitious guideline that you can target. And the formula goes like this. You take your age and subtract 25, and then you get that number, and you multiply it by your gross income divided by five. So let's go through this and we'll plug in Robin's information that she gave me. 
She said she's 38 years old, so we're going to take 38 and subtract 25. That gives us 13, and we're going to multiply that times her gross income divided by five. She said she's making $80,000, so dividing that by five gives you 16,000. So 13 times 16,000 equals 208,000. So based on her age and her level of income, having a net worth of just about $200,000 is a really good target for Robin. Now, she said that her net worth is currently over 100,000. And don't get me wrong, that is fantastic. So great job, Robin. You get a virtual high five from me for that. But using this target calculation shows that if you could increase it to about 200,000, that would definitely put you in an ideal financial situation. Robin mentioned that she's got very little debt, so she can work on boosting her net worth by increasing her savings. And we'll cover more about saving in just a moment. And if you're close to Robin's age and you're saying, oh my gosh, I don't have anywhere near that much net worth, don't panic. Improving your financial health does not happen overnight. And if you work on improving the formulas that I'm gonna review in this podcast, you can easily build wealth over time. So stick with me. And in my new book that I mentioned, Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love, I give you step-by-step instructions to calculate your net worth, and I give you loads of resources and even a template to document and track all of your assets and liabilities. So let's move on to the second ratio, which is the cash reserve ratio. The cash reserve ratio indicates if you have a sufficient emergency fund to manage an unexpected loss of income. So your cash ratio equals your total cash on hand divided by your monthly living expenses. So again, cash reserve ratio equals cash on hand divided by your monthly living expenses. So let's say you typically spend $3,000 per month on living expenses. And when I'm talking about living expenses, these are the things that are really critical. This isn't stuff like vacations and entertainment. These are key expenses like housing, food, transportation, insurance, and debt payments. So if you have $3,000 in living expenses and you've saved up $6,000 in liquid emergency savings, then your cash reserve ratio would be $6,000 of cash on hand divided by $3,000 of monthly living expenses, which is two. So that ratio tells you how long your cash would last if your income completely dried up. A good rule of thumb is to have a cash ratio of at least three to six. So in other words, you want to make sure that you could survive with no income for at least three to six months. But the right amount of emergency money will vary depending on your situation. For instance, let's say you've got a really large family or maybe very high debt payments, or maybe you work in an unstable industry or you work on commission, you might need a 12-month emergency fund to really feel safe. The idea is to consider how long you could stay afloat if you lost your job or you lost your business income today. Having a cash reserve is the smartest way I know to reduce financial stress and increase your happiness because you know you've got that safety net to fall back on. But if you don't have any savings or you don't have enough cash on hand, 
Don't panic. Just get started setting aside small amounts on a regular basis. Even saving $20 a month to an emergency fund will add up over time and give you something to fall back on. The third ratio that can help you gauge your financial health is called the retirement savings ratio. This is how much you save and invest for retirement compared to how much you earn. So it's calculated by dividing your retirement savings by your income over a set period of time. So you could look at this monthly, quarterly, or annually. So again, the formula is retirement savings ratio equals retirement savings divided by gross income. Obviously, the higher your savings ratio, the better. Your long-term financial health depends on investing for the future so that your money has plenty of time to grow into a sizable nest egg. I recommend saving a minimum of 10 to 15% of your gross income for retirement. But if you're getting a late start, maybe you're in middle age or you're approaching retirement and you really have not started saving, you're going to need to save a lot more, maybe twice that amount or even three times that amount in order to catch up. The trick to saving for retirement is pretty easy. It's just starting small and gradually increasing your savings rate over time. When you get a raise or a promotion, always put it into your retirement or your emergency savings instead of spending it. That's how you build wealth. So right now, if you're putting away 1% of your gross income, make a goal by the end of the year to increase that to 2%. And then maybe within six months, see if you can increase it to 2.5% or 3%. Gradually build it up over time. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine And the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin-D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin-D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. 
All right, let's get back to our ratios. We're on number four, which is the housing ratio. The housing ratio is how much you spend on your rent or your mortgage compared to how much you earn. It's calculated by dividing your housing expense by your income over a set period of time, maybe monthly or annually. So the formula is your housing ratio equals your housing expense divided by your gross income. This ratio is important because housing is typically your largest expense, no matter if you're renting or if you own your home. And you should not pay more than you can truly afford for housing. And of course, housing costs vary dramatically depending on where you live. But a good rule of thumb is to keep your housing ratio under 25%. For example, if you're like Robin and you earn $80,000 a year, paying no more than $20,000 a year or about $1,650 per month for either your rent or your mortgage, principal, and interest is an ideal number. Also, consider another number, which is called your total housing ratio. This one not only includes your rent and your mortgage, principal, and interest, but other things like property taxes, insurance, and utilities. So all of your housing expenses, again, dividing that number by your gross income. If you can keep that total housing ratio under 30% of your gross income, you're doing a great job. And if you're in the market to buy a home, another key guideline is to limit the amount that you borrow to 2.5 times your gross income. For instance, if you make $80,000, try not to take out a mortgage that's more than $200,000. If you were to make a 20% down payment, that would allow you to buy a home worth $250,000. So the home cost would be $250,000. You would put down 20% in finance, $200,000, which is 2.5 times gross income of 80000 So that's a rough guideline if you're kind of wondering how much house you can afford or should afford. The fifth ratio is the debt-to-income ratio or DTI ratio. DTI is how much you pay for debt, such as minimum credit card payments, student loans, auto loans, and mortgages, compared to how much you earn. So the formula is DTI ratio equals your debt payments divided by gross income. Of course, the lower your DTI, the better. If you can pay less for debt and have less debt on your plate, that means you can increase your cash reserves and increase your retirement savings ratios, which will increase your net worth. A healthy DTI can certainly vary depending on your level of income and your age, but if you can get it under 35% of your gross income, that's a great target. Take a few minutes to calculate these five ratios and formulas for yourself. It's a really great way to give yourself a financial checkup. And if you need a review, just visit the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. All of this information will be there for you. But I will say, remember that these numbers are just benchmarks. If you're young or you're just starting your career, you may have more debt and fewer assets than older people. The real value of ratios is using them to analyze your finances over time so you can spot trends. Pat yourself on the back when your DTI ratio goes down and your savings ratio and net worth go up. 
Thanks again to Robin for this great question. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm giving away a ridiculously valuable package of bonuses as a way to say thank you to everyone who pre-orders my book before it officially goes on sale on November 16th, 2018. Getting pre-orders is really important to me. It's important to authors because it tells bookstores that people want the book. That means stores like Amazon will be more likely to rank it as a bestseller and to recommend it and to offer the best price. So it's really a win-win for both authors and readers. If you've benefited from this podcast or any of my work over the years, I would love you to support me by pre-ordering Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love. You'll get access to one of my online courses, which is a $199 value, plus additional video lessons, access to my debt toolkit, recommended reading, and a lot more. All for pre-ordering the book, which only costs $9.99. So if you want to see all the free giveaways and the simple instructions to get them, just send me a text message. Text the word pre-order with no space to the number 33444. Again, text pre-order with no space to the number 33444. Or you can visit the book section at lauradadams.com. But please do it now because the bonuses are going to expire soon. They're only available until next week on November 16th, 2018. Thank you so much for your support. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.